and welcome back to another episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. I'm Richard Davison, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Elkin Beltry. Now, Elkin, while there was much news today about the Detroit Pistons, former Detroit Pistons, current Detroit Pistons, future Detroit Pistons, um, with Andre Drummond being on the block, we talked about him in, in, our, in our last pod, Blake Griffin, similar situation, trying to trade him, and Sadiq Bey, winning player of the week, somehow over people that we're gonna over people we're gonna be talking about today, Elka, because today we're talking about our 2021 All-Star selections. Are you ready? Definitely. Uh, gonna be a lack of pistons though, but gotta give a shout out to Sadiq Bay. I remember we talked about maybe including in some trade packages and then we're like, nah, no way pistons are gonna trade that guy. No way. Yeah, we're just you know, Pistons are out here. We'll, we'll, we'll trade away in Ellington, but you know, let's 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 call it call it a day outside of that. But yet, I mean, I feel I feel like I need to apologize to my Detroit people out there who who might listen to the pod who might say, "Now, Richard, are we sure Jeremy Grant is not going to be on the Eastern All Stars?" And I would love to tell you. That he's going to be, but it, it just as you'll see, the, going through this exercise, it becomes a real, a real challenge to find Jeremy Grant onto the actual All Stars. He's been basically one of the best players. Uh, it's been, it's been a revelation for us, but I'm there's just too many too many people, Elkin, that just you say, well, we need like a third All Star team or something. I, I don't I don't know. Honestly. I would say the East is harder than the West, but like even looking at the reserves or the honorable mentions that we have, you could probably make a good all-star team with those honorable mentions. You, you very well could. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and get to get started here today. We're going to talk about the East and um, I, I got to say some of the decisions that, that we ended up making, we, we didn't want to go too chalk with it. We wanted to have some, some disagreements and, in some discussions, but let's go ahead and start with what at least is probably going to be somewhat similar. Go ahead and let me know who your Eastern Conference starters are. I'm going to start off with my uh, my forwards, going Embiid, KD, and Giannis, which almost felt like, at least for Embiid and Giannis at least, I feel as though KD are almost like the almost certain part of this all-star team to me that's almost like i'm like there's almost 100 chance it's gonna be these three guys and then my backcourt is bradley beal and jalen brown yeah i feel i mean 100 with what you said like Giannis, kd and v like like just just write that write that in in, in sharpie whatever you got to do to like that's that's going to be the the front court right you got three front court players you got two back court players and the back court is where things get interesting i, I also have um uh jalen brown i mean he's been he's been pretty i mean he's been phenomenal shooting the ball his efficiency especially from from two and from, from the mid range have have been outstanding so far this year uh, you know one of those things where I can remember like a week into the season, like, oh, you know, J- J- Jalen Brown sh- shooting real well from the mid range. It's probably going to regress at some point. But hearing that for months now, it's it's still I, it's still amazing. I think we might be at the mean for his for his two point efficiency. I think we're 
we're all we're if he rises out for like a month more i'm like this is who he is now apparently and it's like you know what if if even if it does decline guess what it's not gonna decline before we gotta pick the all-star team so guess what you're getting rewarded you're going in there now you had bradley beal here's 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 my issue, Elkin. Here's my issue with 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 Bradley Beal. Oh boy. Um, it feels like there's we're, we're, we're we've hit the point where people have felt oh Bradley Beal's been snubbed for this reason and that reason, and uh and you know there's there's a lot of like people felt bad for him not making one of the All NBA teams um last year like there there's been some hoopla and people on Twitter and, and, and so now it's like, well, we of course can't leave Bradley Beal off the all-star team. No, we're not, we're not, we're not here to do that. But are we sure that what he's been doing is better than other potential options? Now I'm not saying that if you put Bradley Beal, like you did in the starters, that that's going to be a problem. Yeah. But tell me why other than, He's happened to score five extra points per game. Actually, it's, it's almost five points yeah, per game more five. than someone like Zach Levine, who's doing something, who, who's who's out here getting buckets on a team that number one is better, number two, he's doing it on better efficiencies. From uh, two point range, he's shooting 52 percent from from the field. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, for for Dumont Range, 58% from two. Bradley Beal shooting 53%. From three-point range, Bradley Beal shooting 34% from three. While Zach Levine is shooting 43%, right? Effective field goal percentage, 61% for Zach Levine. Zach Levine is scorched earth right now. And I, I I just look out there and say, well, our rebounds are similar. More assists for Zach Levine. Right, like, what is Zach Levine doing? That is like, what's he not doing? Like the argument's going to be, oh well, yeah, he's not, not not a very good team. Guess what? Bradley Peel is on the worst team in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah. So, like for me, it's just let me get Zach Levine in here in, in, into this discussion, and and so I got Zach Levine as, as my as my fifth starter in the Eastern Conference. Fair enough. And that's just that's been one of the things. I mean. And by the way, when I created my East team, for our listeners out there, Richard was like, oh, Elkin, you are missing some players. You are missing players. And I, I was like, oh, well, this guy, this guy. And then when I said, when I realized I did not have Zach Levine, I was like, there's no way this guy shouldn't be on the All-Star team this year. Yeah. And then looking at it, and Richard brought up a lot of reasons like, hey, Richard essentially laid out the case for Zach Levine, like efficiency, team. Like, really, Bradley Beal only has him beat in points, and that's it. I think the only reason I put Bradley Beal in is I was looking at it, and sometimes I have felt, watching it, the attention that Bradley Beal garners while he's playing compared to Zach Levine. I'm not saying teams don't focus on Zach Levine, because Zach Levine's a flamethrower. Like, when Zach Levine is on, he is a literal flamethrower. Like, we've seen many examples of him just go off completely. But looking at Bradley Beal, for me, I really don't like putting guys who are like on really bad teams on the starters. But this is a guy for me, just he's going to probably take more difficult shots. 
he's probably going to have more attention on him. I mean, you have when Russell Westbrook was out, so he was the only offense. But then as I make this argument, I think to myself, yes, he may have been the only offense, but on the Chicago Bulls, you're not really looking at a lot of uh, world beaters. Does that make sense on the, as far as your second and on scoring options? So you're, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is I'm making it harder on myself now. <sighs> well, uh, here's the here's the tough part. Like you mentioned before, it's like oh, we we know we're we're having to include someone on, on not not a very good team and putting him in the start. Like if we're if we're trying to limit it to winning teams, right now there's only three teams in the Eastern Conference that have a record above 500. So yeah, like. We're, we we can't bring we can't have just a Philadelphia Milwaukee Brooklyn um you know it, it, it you'll you'll notice Kyrie Irving James Harden aren't there I mean I think that the fact their situations are unique don't worry we we've got them on the squad but even that I don't think was totally a given with how things have been this year right and so I think having someone like Zach Levine or even Bradley Beal like I think that it's either one of these guys for sure has to be on the um on the all-star team and now i i had to push back on beal but you know i, I don't ha- i don't really have a problem here's the thing with beal yeah. being over zach levine or zach levine being over and beal. That, that's, that's how i feel as right now like like zach levine is still on my all-star team like this was very very close looking at these two players a lot of by the way a lot of stat head player comparison was used in the making of these teams oh yes Shout out to that head, even though you want us to pay for it, even though I'm not going to. So. I mean, we'd love to support Sorry, the site by using the site, but we are a uh, still up and coming. Trial. Yeah, we're. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. We're still an up and coming uh, podcast, even though it's been almost oh. four years. Still, uh, making... they, 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 I'm sorry. They do have a subscription first month free. I, our, our bad stat head. Our bad. I, I did see that recently. And as soon as you said, I was going to mention that it. next. I was like, well, Richard, maybe he's already started one and he doesn't qualify for the, for the free trial, but definitely like, I mean, even looking at defensively, like both of these guys defensively, nothing really just sticks out. But sometimes I think to myself, like, I think what it comes down to me is, Bradley Beal is really more of a focal point to the team's defense. Like with Zach Levine, at least you guys have like a Laurie, even a, a Wendell Carter, Thaddeus Young, even a Kobe White, like those type of guys. That I mean, Russell Westbrook. I, was, I, I, again, you, you haven't you haven't been mentioning anybody who's knocking my socks off over here. But compared to Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, even Russell Westbrook. Like, yeah, Russell Westbrook, but as it's been documented, Russell Westbrook is not the most efficient player, and he's been out some games. And, up, I mean... Bryant's injured, right? Bertans is come, coming back yeah. out of shape, so he, he's not, he's not, you know, yeah, and, and, and like, I mean, and, and this stuff makes sense as to why the Bulls are a better team than the Wizards. Like, this yeah. is just obvious stuff, but I think, I think when we're looking at the argument, we're both saying that both of these guys are deserving of an all-star team, first of all. And there's not a downside to say one guy's over put as a starter over the other guy. And, and I think, well, I mean, I think if if your argument is, well, I just think Bradley Beal is a better player. Yeah. And and if we're just if we're making too much out of this small sample size of you know whatever it is we're dealing with, 
in in this season to begin with. Like maybe it's you know I, I'd rather if it's going to be close, maybe I'll just give the nod to the person who I think is the better player, right? Bradley Beal, as we mentioned in the last pod, is going to garner a bigger uh, you know a bigger trade haul than Zach Levine would. Yeah, and it's it's just the way that it is. Even yeah. even though Levine's put up numbers right now. Yeah, and I think something Richard pointed out is because he was snubbed, some people could be doing that. Oh, he deserves to be on the All Star team instead of saying like putting the guy who's really who's the better player but i think that's the whole thing that it shouldn't just be based on he snubbed so now it's his time to start it shouldn't just be yeah based i feel like on it's that. like it's like yeah. the post mm-hmm. it's like that, that, that post hype oh you know he he didn't make it, it last year make a big stink out of it let's get him on this year i mean to make up for him. not about that not about that life um so anyways there, there's our starting lineup and yeah i got i got bradley beal you got zach levine so there are those are six guys that we've got on. Just real quick before we gloss over them, because again, these are like the best players in the Eastern Conference. Like Joel Embiid having an MVP style season, right? He's he's up in that discussion. Uh, Kevin Durant had he you know been playing enough? If he were playing enough games, if he um, you know all that stuff, like he would be in that discussion as well. He's going to be a first or second team forward um, in. When it comes to all NBA, if he stays healthy and plays, you know, at, at his pace the rest rest of the way, and Brooklyn is a top team, like he's going to be there, right? Giannis um, had a slow start, but he's picking up steam as well. Like he's so like the, these are these are the, the the East forward spots were some of the easiest ones for me to to just come in and copy paste and, and enter in. And was, by the way, and by the way, it should be said something. I forgot the NBA does have comeback player of the year. Does it? Do they have comeback player of the year, Richard? Do you remember? I know NFL does. I mean, I'm, but they, it's not a big they, award. They have comeback, but I don't know. They have a billion awards. I think. Now, I so. mean, all I know is Kevin Durant coming back from the Achilles injury, and I know we know he hasn't been playing as many games, but looking at his stats, career stats compared to what he's doing right now, it's like he's pretty much picking up where he left off. His, I mean, efficiency level. He's shooting. Three point percentage is the highest he's ever shot it. His two point percentage is the highest, almost the highest he's ever shot it. His assists are good. His rebounds are good. It's one of those things where you're like, you want to see him come back. I think we we're all bummed out when we saw that Achilles injury. We want to see him come back, and just seeing him like this, you're right. Like he's to me, he's one of the top ten players in the NBA right now. Yeah, easy, easy. Um, and like, what's interesting is. Him coming back and, and and looking as good as he does, I mean, you're seeing out in Houston people coming back from from their Achilles injuries. You know, you could look to the WNBA. Brianna Stewart uh, had hers. He she came back and um, I'm pretty sure she ended up. Uh, I think getting. I don't know if it, I think it was Finals MVP um, uh, in the WNBA this in 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 their uh, bubble that they had. So yeah. like it's it's really cool to see um you know katie come come back from something like that let's go ahead and get to our the rest of our reserves now do you think we should just go over the reserves first that we have in common get those out of the way and then talk about the ones that but let's let's let's, let's talk about them and Uh and um okay so we had we had both brooklyn guards yep kyrie irving James Harden. Yeah, and it, it would, and, and, at, and at first we were thinking, should we leave one of them out? 
who are deserving. I think we looked at Kyrie. Yeah, he didn't play in as many games. But then James Harden, we're looking at he's coming from the East. But we're like, oh, James Harden's stats are down. But then his assists are ridiculously high. And Kyrie's mm-hmm. efficiency, I mean, Kyrie's been shooting lights out. His efficiency as, no, as usual, well, now has been great. I know for me, when I talked about taking one off, I'm like, I can't take one of these guys off because you almost feel like they're still both playing at all-star level, which obviously that's what put them on the all-star team. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, I'm not, I'm not like, Kyrie Irving has played as many games as Kevin Durant. So, yep. guess what? I am, if, I, if I'm not holding that against Kevin Durant, I'm not going to hold that against Kyrie Irving. What I, what I, so, like, Kyrie Irving was is in for me. That's, that's that. Um, James Harden is a different, like, coming from the Western Conference to the East in the way that he did, there's a little bit of that that has been, I get again, played less games in the East, but it, it doesn't really matter because when these games actually get played, it's it's not East versus West. It's it's now a mix. So I, I don't know how much I, in the end, I, I, I could understand if someone wanted to hold that against him. Uh, and But at the same time, it's like, okay, if, I, if I'm going to be holding that against him, who am I replacing him with? And when I took a moment and thought about it, it's like, okay, let, let's be honest. James Harden is a better player than all these people that I'm leaving off my team. So it's fine. I, I, I had him on. All three Brooklyn Nets uh, are on. Cool. Yep. All right. Who, who, who else we got in common? Bam. Bam out of bio. Yeah, and now I just want to say – Oh boy! You didn't have him on. The, you didn't have him on right away. You Remember, had the, to, you, had, you had to delete some names. There was a few players. Bam on. Bam's one of the other players besides Levine that I was like, "Holy garbanzo yes. beans!" This East team is filling up, and it should be stated like Bam. Miami's first of all, their season has just been rough. I I think injuries, mainly COVID. Yeah. COVID has just been like, "Hey, you're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out," and they've just been. But Bam's kind of been that constant. There's so Bam's another guy. We have Chris Middleton. I believe he's the last player we have in common. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um. So now, I'm Bam. Again, you, you talk about the improvements, mm-hmm. like just in shooting in in his mid range game. Uh, you can see he's he's increased from last year yep. when it looks like he was an all star last year. Uh, to to this year, like. Number one, he's he's shooting eighty five percent from the line. Like that's a new that's a new thing. Yeah, he went from um, he went from his lower free throw percentage last year to his highest this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did that. He's also shooting with near the same two point percentage as previous years, but he's taking more and he's taking more mid range. Like I would, I'd be curious to see where what the shift has been in in the location of of those shots. I, I it might be a little bit. Tough. I don't know if uh, basketball reference is going to help me with that quite as much as they. Yeah, it's um, it's hard to find like maybe have in the past where they shoot it oh, from see. like location. Okay, I think I found. Oh, okay, right, so I I went in. It got to scroll down quite a bit on on his page. Okay, uh, got it here. So so he is taking of again a vast majority of his um, shots from longer two point range. Okay, uh, about twenty five percent of his shots. Um, from between 10 to 16 okay uh we got about 17 percent which is an increase up from five percent from 16 to three point range so you look and it's shifted from 
almost 50% at the rim to now about 30% at the rim. And the rest of that has been basically just pushed out. So like he's keeping that same efficiency while taking more difficult shots. And I think that, you know, in doing so you're like, that's a jump that we, that we haven't seen. And yeah, the rest of the team, like that team has been hit as hard as like, there's been a few teams hit incredibly hard. They've been one of them. So for me, bam has to be there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then of course uh, Ethan, he will not let us live it down. Yeah, if Ethan's we, not in the pod today. We gotta, we gotta make sure to represent. Ethan, I just need to know. I, I had, I had to make sure Elkin, Elkin got, got Bam on there. So oh you're welcome. My gosh. You're welcome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, All right, now, okay. now we have two players that we do differ um, in our reserves. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Chris Middleton, just real quick. Go ahead. Chris Middleton, just a, a walking. Uh, you know, 50, 40, 90 guy, right? He's 90% from the free throw line this year, 55 from two point range and darn near 45% from three point range. So he's killing it. Crazy efficiency. And his um, playmaking this year, I feel like has just, yeah. Even, even about though six, six board, six assists. Yeah. Even though like, even though his assists haven't made that big of a jump from previous years, you see it more and how he's getting a chance to handle the ball more, which is great because, Giannis shouldn't have to handle the ball all the time, and Drew Holiday shouldn't have to handle the ball. But that I cannot continue with this all team without putting him on there as well. Has to be, has to be. I mean, if if, if you didn't have KD and like Giannis there again, he, he's he's probably one of the guys who who's um uh put pushing um yep. in that regard. But people don't want to people don't want to give him the respect. Let's get now to where we have differences. Are, is our last two spots? Yeah, I believe so. I'm looking at it and I see two spots because the rest of the people match up. Like I've been going back and forth. Yeah, because you only have your two bottom guys are the guys we differ at. That's why I was looking on your list. Yep, yep. All right, go ahead. Go ahead and let, let, let's know the first person that you have so that the I don't have. First person I have that Richard does not have is one Jason Tatum. So immediately, so Jason Tatum, so the way our document's set up, we have the five starter positions, then reserves six through 12. Jason Tatum was the first guy who I thought it was my first reserve. I was like, Jason Tatum's been having a pretty good season. The Celtics, they have been underachieving a little bit. And... Of course, then me and Richard got the talking and Stathead came into the rescue again. It's like, let's start comparing some of these player seasons. After looking at many, I won't say many Stathead's, but a few of them, I came to the conclusion, Jason Tatum, I mean, he's he's having a solid season, 40% from three-point. His two-point percentage, 47%. I mean, he averages seven rebounds, 4.5 assists. So I'm like, oh, Jason Tatum is not that bad to put in that position. So that's why I went with him at that spot. But Richard, what's a player who you think you would be okay with putting in that position? That Jason Tatum spot. So again, this kind of goes toward the okay, Beal Levine discussion that we had in the past where it's like, oh, well, you know, um, Beal's this... He, He's an all-star, and it's just he deserves it over someone like Levine who might be trying to break in, break through. So it's not Jeremy Grant, people out there. It's not Jeremy Grant. Yeah, so calm down. Um, I know some of you are saying saying Richard's going to be a homer. I know some of you are ready for it. Listen, I recognize Jeremy Grant is like 
just getting left off. If you had to put Jeremy Grant and Jason Tatum head-to-head, I'd probably begrudgingly look and say, okay, fine, Jason Tatum, all right? Um, barely. But if we're doing but historical I, comparisons of Jeremy Grant, the same oh, age as many greats. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. Again, I, I, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send those comparisons all day long. Oh, yeah, you but, will. I'm going with Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Why should Boston? Why should? Let me just let me just make sure I got this here. Why should Boston, a team that is not above 500, why should they? Why do they get a second All Star when? Let's be honest. Stage Tatum's been okay. He's been fine. Been good. Even we could say. But I mean, it's not like he. It, it's not. After he was named to the All-Star team midseason of last season, and then had that had that progressive yeah. jump where, where he was playing, it's it's so like I just look and see Julius Randle. They're a game behind Boston in in the standings. The New York Knicks, the awful garbage New York Knicks, and guess what? Julius Randle has been carrying them. If you want to look. Julius Randle been um, more efficient from two. That you'd expect that. Yeah. You'd expect him to be more efficient from two. Definitely. Um, shooting almost fifty percent from two point range. Jason Tatum, you'd expect to be more efficient from three. Guess what? He is, but barely, barely, thirty nine percent three point percentage from Julius Randle on four attempts a game. Did okay? I know you were shocked. I was completely shocked. I didn't expect the three point percentage to be that high. By the way, Tatum does attempt six point nine, almost three attempts more per game. I'm just gonna throw that out there. That does okay, matter fine, when you're attempting fine. more. But still, though, I was shocked. I, I was, I think Richard Richard showed me this player comparison, and as we were going down the stats, that well, that's the one that really was just like, wait a minute. And by the way, Julius Randle's three point percentage, ladies and gentlemen, before this year, his highest one had been. 34 percent but he was a guy who was shooting around the high 20s three-point percentage just oh yeah. yeah yeah so he's never been one that's like i'm really going to be a good three-point shooter. so that's just i'll give him his props for that all right go ahead continue richard yeah and now i mean if you so but when you when it's all said they have the exact same effective field goal percentage then you're like okay well exact same maybe we should talk about maybe we should think about free throws all right well a more efficient jason tatum from the free throw line but doesn't get there quite as often and so the true shooting percentage does have Julius Handle, uh, Julius Randall ahead by um, just a little bit. So look what else they do. About 11 boards compared to seven in favor of Julius Randall. You got five and a half, five and a half assists compared to four and a half assists. That caught me off guard as well, guys. I, didn't exp- I thought Jason Tatum was going to have more assists than Julius Randall. Right. And, and then uh, you know, Jason Tatum has a few more stocks there. Um, you know, but I just, you know, point totals. Jason Tatum ahead by just a little bit, but I guess he t- he takes he's ahead by about three more points, but you got to take about four more shots, four and a half more shots to do it. I, for me, I just look and say, let me go ahead and reward someone from the New York Knicks who we've not had in the All Star game for quite a while, uh, mm-hmm. hasn't really been a part of this. We got we got it. the Knicks are are ex- are exciting, and I don't know if this is me just. Again, trying to push the Knicks over hard because you know as as good as the Knicks can be, that that just helps the stinky teams mm-hmm. uh, like Detroit uh, with with uh, ping pong balls. So, uh, but Julius Randle, let me go ahead and get you over 
um, over Jason. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, yeah. Let me just say that. I, I don't mean, think it's going to happen, but that's what should happen. I mean, Julius Randle is having a career year. That's that's the thing I look at. He's having that career. And Jason Tatum, but I'll tell you this, though. His stats for being an all-star last year are almost identical to his stats this year. Like, it's almost the same. You look down the board. I think points is the only one where you have, like, a two – a difference of two, but like everything else, points and assists, you see some differences here, but I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, Julius Randle's having a great year, and like, I did have Randle on my reserves, until Richard, of course, brought up like, well, you're missing these guys, or you see, I'm missing some guys, but oh, I am mad at Randle, I mean, given the way he's going, Richard, who knows if he'll make it to all-star break with all the minutes he's playing. <laughs> Yeah, th- th- thanks, Tibbs. You're helping us out. But if you also go per however many possessions, uh-huh. like it ends up not being that bad. Like Julius Randle's really only playing about one minute more per game than Jason Tatum. So, yeah. so it's it's not it's not totally the Tibbs skew there. Um, just a little bit. Um, all right, our last one. Okay, now I, I picked Nikola Vucevic um, because he's had a phenomenal season. Uh, but I I will say I can't be mad. In the direction that you went, let me know. I for listeners out there, I want the Homer path. I had to give a shout out to my man Demontis Sabonis. I I couldn't help myself. He's he's pretty much been carrying this Pacers team that just lost to the Bulls tonight to bring him back to 500. And looking at his stats, he is having. I believe he's having a better. His season stats are almost the same last year when he made the All Star team. He's having a little bit better in some categories such as points, assists, and three-point percentage is, is higher. Overall percentage is higher. So I'm just looking at it. He you could see he's having a better season this year, and his team isn't, do, isn't doing that bad. The Pacers are 500 team. But then Richard brought up another guy who I was like, I forgot about this guy. I don't know how I did. Apparently, Richard just forgot about everyone in the East. That's, that's what happened. Listen. I mean, another team just decimated by injuries. I mean, this it's it's really just ridiculous, uh, Orlando, and the fact that they got off to a a, a good quick start. I mean, were they four and zero to start I, off I, with, or something like that? Yeah, they, they they were they were yeah they were one of the like teams. Them in Cleveland were, were were right up there at the top of the standings, and it's 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 not gone well for either of those teams of, of late. But it's it's he's shooting. Ridiculous, forty-three percent from three. Oh. Um, but I mean, you look everywhere else, and you, the statistics just are are very much very similar. Um, and it, you know, I I don't have if if your tiebreaker is give it to the player on the better team. You know, okay, but, uh, fine, fine fine by me. I just I figure we we should have mentioned um, uh, Vooch because. He's helped my fancy team a whole lot. Appreciate you, Vooch. Oh, but he's another guy. I had I had trouble leaving him off. I was like, man, I wish I had even more, more positions, more spots where I can add him. Yeah, it's like uh, I mean, we've not talked about the ethics of actually holding an All Star game. I don't, I don't think that's I, really what we're here to do. Yeah, um, I'll say this though. Personally, I don't. If they're trying to be all COVID cautious. I feel like they shouldn't have an all-star game at this point. Like, with all the, because I'm sure you've heard about the stuff that they miss, like players missing games. Some games have been canceled, but for for me, for me here, here's what it is. So they've been playing basketball games 
I mean, you, you just think about when basketball games have, have been played in the particular environments that they've been in. Like, that's probably safer than what a number of these guys are going to do for, that don't make the All-Star game. And they're just on break doing whatever with whomever. Yeah. Uh, the the real issue that I find is, well, should we should we be doing something like this in the middle of a pandemic? Probably, probably not. Yeah. But we should, probably should be playing basketball games uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, now, I mean, we got, we're going to Atlanta, probably going to have fans in the state. Like, that's a problem. The, the, but the biggest issue that I think the NBA has is that, is the potential issue of you are sending all of your star players to this one game for them to play a game and do a thing. We know what happens. Like, the San Antonio Spurs-Detroit Pistons game is uh, postponed because of one of the Spurs, you know, contact tracing, all that stuff. What happens if there if we have that same type of issue here at the All Star Game? Then you're talking like two weeks, and all your star players are out, all of them. Yeah, and just looking at, it, I was thinking of it too. Like All Star Games are really, for me, I feel like they're more for the fans than the players. I mean, I know it's been more competitive recent years, but that's what for All Star Weekend's been about. Like you kind of see the hype of like having a three point contest, skills contest, slam dunk contest. It's like it's the atmosphere of the fans, the all-star game, the atmosphere with the fans. And I know you're going to have some fans, but you're not going to have the same atmosphere. And I don't know. I personally, like I said, I personally think they shouldn't have it. The kind of shit say, but you also bring up a good point. Well, if they give them a break, what are they going to do during the break? Are they going to do stuff they shouldn't be doing? Are they going to hang out with a bunch of people? And it's, it's a very thin line right now that you're trying to walk on. Yeah. Honorable mention. Before we go out west, mm-hmm. um, Jeremy Grant, honorable mention. Yes. He deserves it. Deser- deserves to be one of the people mentioning barely missing it, right? If we went 15 roster spots, he'd, he'd probably be on it. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, another, another person uh, helping out, along with Miles Turner helping out. Oh, Miles Turner's probably not making it because defense isn't what shines in these in these types of games. Um, but Brogdon's been playing very well. Gordon Hayward, uh, you know, we talk about how you know, Julius Randle's getting up there uh, because the, uh, the the Knicks are you know a game behind Boston. Guess what? Charlotte's same record as the Knicks, so you can make the you can make the case there. One other quick shout out to um, Colin Sexton. He, he had some good a real good start. Things you know tailed off for him and the team. Um, Trey Young not making it, um, yeah. and it's tough. At least, at least not 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 for us. Pascal Siakam not making it. No one from Toronto. Showing up, um, maybe maybe make a layup, Pascal. Um, anyways, <laughs> wow, low blow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he just sh- kidding, I mean, just he, he should. He's been unlucky. He's been unlucky. He's but fine. I mean, he's killing it late. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest though. He should have made that layup though last. Should have made the layup. Like should have made the layup. He... <laughs> That's the NBA for you, man. Like you kind of see these these guys. Like obviously they're better, way better basketball players than you and I could ever imagine. But then you see him like miss shots where you're like. You're like, you know what? Maybe if I was playing a game against people of my competition level, I would have made that shot. But you never know. One of the all-time greats, Tim Duncan, Mr. Bunny. It's okay. Happens to the best of us. Yep. Moving on to the Western Conference. All right. Uh, This one. Okay. We ended up having the same starters. Um, Although I will say four of them were like (laughs) official locks for me. Like you couldn't sway me anyway. The fifth one, you might have been able to like eh, nudge me and push me off of, off of him, maybe, but but you didn't want to because we didn't have the same people. Um, so 
My four locks were these. Okay, go ahead. And you can expound on them, talk about them however you like. Steph Curry. Yep, that was lock. one of my lock. Has to be. Yeah. LeBron James. One of my locks. Lock. Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Lock. And Nikola Jokic. Yep. Lock. Those four. Those mm-hmm. four have to be there. The fifth one I have was Luka Doncic. But you, I, I got to say, pulled up many a stat head saying, well, you know, do, do I really want to put him? Do, do, do I want to have him over this player or that player? <sighs> I mean, it, so what do you got? And I, I was just going to say, first of all, those four guys you named, I definitely was like, yep, these guys. I mean, especially – I'm ha- and I'm happy for Curry. Like last year I felt like it was such a fluke season for him, the way that he got injured. I'm like, these injuries weren't – because, you know, we've seen Steph Curry ankle injury at the beginning of his career, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the injuries that he had last year was, like, some of the most random injuries he could have gotten. And it almost feels like when he come back this year, he was just like, all right, I'm Steph Curry. I think someone showed the stats from his unanimous MVP season compared to the stats of this season. And they're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're, yeah. they're very, very similar. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously the record is not up to that level. And, by the way, readers, just a random flashback. After Steph Curry won that unanimous MVP – uh, Richard and myself and one Berkeley had a very animated conversation at summer camp. Should it be warranted where I said, no, he should not have won unanimous. And Richard was like, yes, he should have. And then Richard looked at me and said, who should have gotten one first place vote? Elkin. When you tell me that I'll agree with you. But if you can't, then we're not going to agree on this. And I was like, all right, Richard, fair enough. Fair enough. I, it, it, it's like, <laughs> It's, it's also the issue where we look back and we think, like, oh, LeBron James. LeBron James in Cleveland did not, like, all, LeBron James stopped caring about yep. regular season basketball. So, At that point. like, I, I can't really be convinced. If, I mean, if you wanted to talk about the Derrick Rose one, like, that's a discussion. Like, that's a legitimate discussion. Yeah. I'm sorry. But LeBron James I, at the all time, the ones, he was like, eh. No, not really feeling like right now LeBron James cares about the regular season, but back then, yeah, I think he was more focused on that uh, postseason. By the way, just a random shout out because Richard Ju- saying Julius Randle, Julius Randle dropped forty four tonight on the Hawks. Seven all star, seven of, although anyone can drop forty four, but Hawks seven of thirteen from the three point land. I mean, I'm not Spicy. saying I'm not saying what I'm saying, but yeah, definitely Curry, Jokic. I feel like is a sneaky good MVP candidate. I think he's getting up there. If his nuggets can improve, Leonard, I feel like has just been like consistent. His team is doing good, and by the and with me, like even thinking of Paul George, Paul George, his start to this season has been especially the, like the first month was ridiculous. Like I thought about Paul, like if Paul George could have kept that up, I might have put Paul George somewhere up there, but I don't know where. And then of course LeBron James, LeBron James. Now Luka Doncic. So the main problem I have with him, Richard, is. His team isn't doing that great, but who's he's who's on his team that's really gonna help him out? Like, I, I mean, no, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, it's, who's on his team, and are they even healthy? Because yeah. this team was ravaged by COVID and had like weeks off, and and this player's out, this player's in. Kristaps Porzingis is finally back. Oh, he's 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 just he's slow, he's lumbering around, he's. Part of me also thinks Luca misses Seth Curry a little bit as well. Like, just I have, and just looking at it, like the way his teams play, you can kind of just just see that how much of a load he has to carry. But 
at the end of the day, like, I don't have much of an issue putting him as a starter because of how he's able to deal with that load. And the man puts up numbers. That's just all-star all-star game is about the best players in the league, and that he just puts up numbers. The person who I was debating was Paul George. Yeah. Just just the outstanding efficiency mm-hmm. that like Paul George is shooting nearly 48% from three point range right now. Yeah. 48% from three on nearly eight attempts per game. Like that that's just unreasonable. It's unreasonable how how well of a start he got off to. It's just you know, Luca has more responsibilities, right? Averaging nine and a half assists, you know, getting eight and a half boards, pushing the break. Um it's so and again not doing it on bad efficiency like shooting almost 80 percent of the free throw line shooting you know 33 and a half from the three-point line no better right hey we're bradley beal shooting that that much and he you know we were he was he was the last person we were talking about from, from three you know uh ma- ma- making the starters out east i i i i don't know it was that was the debate you could have it you could have argued and yeah. pushed me mm-hmm. off of that um, especially because uh, Paul George does play the guard position. Yeah, that, um, and that's what I was looking at as well. And by the way, me thinking about the all-star teams, all-NBA is going to be difficult. Like looking at – I know we already yeah. did our, our our preseason all-NBA guess, but we have – there's going to be a loaded all-NBA team. We, we also could have been talking about Damian Lillard. Like, Damian Lillard could yeah. just very easily be the second starter. Yep. I mean, you, you could go – we talked about how Curry is putting up his stats. I mean, you go and put up Damian Lillard and Steph Curry's stats, and they are – I mean, other than our three-point – I guess just efficiency. It, like, again, That's what Steph I imagine. Curry's efficiency yeah. has been higher. But, like, everything else is – I imagine, is like, assists. Almost mirrors game. one another. I mean – Stuff like that. Dame, Dame has a few. Dame has a couple uh, about one and a half more assists per game, but everything else is about about even. Yeah. Like they're shooting ninety three percent each on free throws. It's like I mean, you're just looking. You just see some of the same numbers. Yeah. Twenty field goal attempts per game, right? Twenty nine points per game. Like so, they are. I I there I mean, again. You could you could argue Luca. You could argue. Uh, Dame, you could argue Paul George, and I would say sure, sure, sure. Either one, any of those guys uh, are fine. If, if I, so right there already, we have six players that we know of that we both. I think it's a uh, seven. Seven. Who, yeah, because uh, Lillard and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul George. Yeah, so seven players that we both agree on. Now looking at it, I think we're gonna do similar to the East. Now we both say that Donovan Mitchell is deserving. I th- yeah. And I, I, I think, I mean, his team doing as good as they are. And and this season, would this be, I think it would be his first all-star berth, right? If you were to get on there. Yeah. And yeah, I think so. Donovan, and then Rudy Gobert. Yep. Is Those, he, I think Rudy Gobert has to be the second center that, yeah. we're, that we're talking about here. You know, best defensive player yeah, and, in the league. And people again, can say all right they want to say about Rudy Gobert, but he's a really good defensive. And it should be said that he is more of a traditional center who – Obviously, if you get switched out in the perimeter, you're like, oh, no. But, like, the Jazz are that much better team defensively when he's on the floor. And he's just a really good defensive player. I know Shaq likes to hate on him, all this stuff. But Rudy Gobert, go ahead, Richard. And I'm, I'm not even that good. Like, I guess I don't know. Like, with Gobert on the perimeter, the, the problem is that they don't play that style of, of defense, at least within the regular season, just because it's easier to play play a drop scheme um 
they might have him do a bit more uh, depending on the matchup coming up. But I mean, you're looking out out west. I don't know if you're going to be necessarily like he's going to be matched up on Nikola Jokic. Who else do I would I rather yeah. have on on yeah, him or Anthony Davis? Who else would I rather have? And it kind of seems so, like and it seems like the West is just getting bigger right now. That's what it mm-hmm. seems like. Which Gobert is like, all right, that's fine by me. Yeah. So we'll 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 see. But yeah, he he definitely deserves to be in there. I mean, the Utah Jazz. Um, 22 and five, right? Best best record in the NBA. Like getting at least two All Stars there, and I no no qualms at all. Uh, now it should be mentioned, you have Anthony Davis on there. Yeah, I would have Anthony Davis on there, but I took him off because he just got injured, went down with injuries. Probably not going to be available. Yeah. So he's even one of those ones where he probably should be on. He would be on for me. Yeah, um, but but you did take I him off. Said, of the you injury. know what? He's 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 gonna be injured, not gonna be able to play. Um, I don't think by that time. Uh, you know, same thing with like, who knows with CJ McCollum? I mean, he's had a f- on fire to begin uh, the season, and he's he's been out for for a bit, so he's not gonna make it. Um, so I, I I left Anthony Davis on. Um, but other than that, everyone else we've got is is different. Yeah, I was looking at it. I think it's two. Two is it two? Well, technically three. three spots. Three, three spots because basically because Anthony, Anthony Davis. So let's go ahead, Richard. You name the you name one of your first reserves that we're different on. Okay. Um. Let's go with. Uh, let, let, let me mention. Um. Oh, which one do I want to go? With? Let's go Zion Williamson. Okay. Right, Zion. I'm going Zion Williamson, and I'm going Zion Williamson because. My man is incredibly, incredibly efficient from the field. My man does not take threes. We get it, right? Takes like one every two games, right? Mm-hmm. But he is shooting like 60, 61, 62% from the field. He's shooting 71% from the free throw line, which is impressive because he gets there seven and a half times a game. Like he had, you know, he, he, he's, I look at what he does and just how efficient he is and think to myself, that man is, uh, he has, he has his issues on defense, of course, but so does anyone else on, on that team. That team is, um, anyone else in the discussion, like Brandon Ingram, for example, like Brandon Ingram does not play defense, uh, at all. I, I want to have Zion Williamson in because this is an all-star game. And he's fun. And I, and I was gonna. And and I was, he's real good. Yeah, and I was gonna so, ask you why Zion Williamson over Brandon Ingram. I I, I just I just look at um, uh, again it's it's just the overall efficiency. Uh, yeah. So what? Yeah. What? Brandon Ingram can can shoot from the perimeter. Okay, I, I look at their what true shooting effective field goal percentages and Zion Williamson way more efficient. I. I mean, it's it's just a matter of would I rather see discount Kevin Durant? Wow. Or would I rather see Zion Williams? It's just it's just more interesting with Zion Williams. I, I I know that this one is is one where it's more just for fun, but just be I feel like I also should punish him just because he is a he's not hit the maximum version of himself with this team. So yeah. I, I I think that. 
he's fine. Again, he would he would not be here if Anthony Davis was. I don't think he'd be here for me if Anthony Davis was going to be playing. So fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I think one guy that I put on my team that you don't have is one Devin Booker. Just, I mean, first I kind of looked at um, his team standing as far as the Suns. They're, to me, having a – kind of feels like they're t- picking up where they've finished the bubble. Obviously, they're not undefeated like they were in the bubble, but they're 17-9 and nine right now. And Devin Booker, his points per game are lower. And assists are lower, but you can also think about, oh, Chris Paul is also playing on there as well. So that's going to take away perhaps some of that, and they have more pieces. His, But his efficiency is higher this season than it has been in season before. So I'm just looking at it that way. And I've kind of went along with, hey, you have Devin Booker who has these stats. His stats back it up. His team's record backs it up. But do you want to go ahead and bring up another player that you would rather have in there, Richard? Or do you want me to just keep going on about Devin Booker? So, so I'm saving – so I know who your last person is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm saving one person to kind of counter – And that, that's that what I want person. you to do with that one. So so I, I guess I'm going to go with – yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm going to go with Mike Conley. Mm. Um Mike Conley is the one that I want to go to in his age 33 season, 14th sorry, 14th season in the league. Now, you got to understand, the points aren't going to be there, right? It's uh, Dev Booker, 24.5 points compared to 16.5 points for Mike Conley. We get that. He's also, Dev Booker's also playing like six more minutes a game. But. You go out there and you look and you say, wait a minute. You look at efficiency, efficiency stats as far as the shooting and scoring, and Mike Conley is actually slightly more efficient than Devin Booker. He is? I go that. out there, I see, hey, he's facilitating more. Almost six assists per game compared to just over four for Devin Booker, right? I see I see Mike Conley snatched up. Mike Conley has basically said, I'm going to be Memphis Mike Conley again. The problem is we thought of Mike Conley last year uh, especially how things started, him going out of the lineup, Ingles coming in, him going out. And if you look at it this year, I know he plays a lot of minutes. Like uh, in, in Zach Lowe's podcast uh, with Kevin Arnovitz, Kevin, Kevin Arnovitz laying out the case for Mike Conley, and he sold me on it. It's like you you look in and you see how this Utah Jazz team. You know, we we gave we gave three obvious All Stars out east to to the top team out there. Well, not the top team, but like to Brooklyn, right? They're the only other team who has three. Like with what Utah is doing and just just ransacking and destroying teams, you're looking at some of the um, uh, impact metrics that go, you know, that, that that try to capture some of the things that don't just naturally pop up in the stat sheet. All the little things that happen, you know, within within a game and. And Mike Conley is right there. Now, you could argue, okay, well, is he just getting a little bit of those impacts because he's got someone like Rudy Gobert out there back, you know, being efficient himself offensively and and taking care of things immensely? Maybe, but Mike Conley is playing very, very well. And guess what? Mike Conley's never made an all-star game. I'm here to send Mike Conley to the all-star game because, I mean, if it doesn't happen this year, when's it going to happen? So let's send my, send Mike Conley, Devin Booker, 
take a seat. And by the way, even though Mike Conley was born in Arkansas, he is a common honorary native of Indianapolis. Just going to put that out there since he did his high school here with one Greg Oden. Could have been. So I, I'm mad at you for having a Mike Conley be there. I feel like he should have been an all-star sooner, but of course the, the West was packed with so many good guards throughout the year. So, okay, I can accept that. Now my last all-star spot I give it to one D'Aaron Fox. I mean, at this point of his career, his very young career, be it, De'Aaron Fox, you say he's having his best season as a pro. Definitely. Yeah. Like, even, I mean, efficiency, he's kind of the same. Three-point shooting, definitely a little bit higher than what it was last season. Not as high as, but, like, points per game a little bit higher. Assists are the same. Things like that, but when I look at when I look at him and his game, I'm like, all right. Based on what I've seen, I haven't watched many Kings basketball, but the Kings are 12 and 14. I'm like, I do believe that he could be someone who can make it to his first also game as a reserve. But then, of course, Richard had to bring up a comparison player and give me the stat head comparison. I was like, ah, Richard, why do you do this to me? Because then you make me think so much. Go ahead, Richard. Who's your who's your final? Who gets that final final spot on your Western Conference All Star? Well, 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 just just before before we get to that, let me just say there's an argument where if you take a look at De'Aaron Fox versus Donovan Mitchell, like you just think to yourself, ah, well, wow, those, those you know, De'Aaron Fox maybe he has a case, but I think just Utah being in the position they are yeah. winning, yeah, you, you get you get the nod in that case. Now we're talking about De'Aaron, you know. People who are down to the standings, you know, there's, there's, we got a lot of really good players this year, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to OKC, Shake Gildas Alexander, SGA. Uh, if, if, if you take a look at him again, he, his efficiency, it's just, it's just been better than, better than De'Aaron Fox, putting up basically similar counting stats, a couple more rebounds per game, um, but out there basically putting up an identical season for a team that we know is worse. Like Oklahoma city was built to lose. And for some, for some weird reason, they just keep pulling out wins, pulling out wins that they shouldn't, that they shouldn't get. They are, uh, you know, I, I think a game behind Sacramento and, you know, there's no Harrison Barnes on the Oklahoma city thunder. I mean, you have Al Horford there. Yep. Cool. But we're we're out here playing Isaiah Roby, you know. We're we're out here giving huge minutes, uh, you know, to, to guys that just are probably not NBA players, but happen to be on the roster. Like Lou Dort's been, you know, uh, an, an epiphany for them there. But I'm I'm sorry, I'm going SGA. Um, he's he's had a phenomenal season, and again, we're we're. It, all these people again. When you get down to the end, it's like we're we're getting, we're getting really nitpicky. And mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe we should have to have Devin Booker over here, um, uh, you know, over SGA, over Fox, over Conley, or or, or Zion, you know. But it, it just comes down to what do I want to reward? And I love De'Aaron Fox. So I mean, if if he makes it, cool. He also said he didn't want to go to the game. I he, he said he'd go, but yeah, he, he was he, too negative. It, it's fine. But, uh, so yeah, I had an SGA there, um, taking essentially my last spot, um, 
people who missed Christian Wood, although he is injured. Mm-hmm. Um, we already mentioned McCollum, CJ McCollum again, who who would definitely be on this team if he had stayed healthy. Yeah. And continue even, even if he regressed from his initial hot start, he'd be on the team just because that was it's crazy. Um, any, any anyone else that were that were that were missing? I was trying to think. I mean, Jamal of... Murray's not shown up, but he had he's had a bad season. Yeah. With just yeah, and I was thinking about the teams like. There hasn't been really anyone from the other teams that we didn't mention. Like, like you look at the teams that don't have an all-star in the West, which are, I mean, we talk about, like, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, or, like, that we mentioned on this list, and, like, Houston and Minnesota, and there's not really any of those players that you're kind of like, I would put them on the all-star team or they've having an all-star worthy season. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Spurs, Memphis, and, like, Jaws been injured, and, mm-hmm. and, and so you can't really put him there, and, you know, with the Spurs and Memphis, everyone else has been people got people doing their job and you know getting wins, but not not many All Star, you know, notable people. You know, Minnesota's, you know, Cat's been out, and they're just, they're, they are the worst team in the league. So yep. tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we think we've hit most of the most most of the people. Definitely, we need to really think much more about anyone else. So. All right, Alkin. Um, I I hope by the next time we talk, the Pistons have traded Blake Griffin for I don't know, just a bunch of bunch of first round picks. That's, That's my need. hope. What you need more more chances to get players that can actually stay on the Pistons for the future.